0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Leadership Mastermind virtual event. I am your host for today, Mitch Peak, and I have my first guest. Well, everybody should know, Laura Brandeo. Hello, Laura. Hello, Mitch. What an
1: exciting day today, and may the 4th be with you.
0: <laughs> awesome. And I, I tell you, I didn't plan that, and uh, it, it's it's all going down on May 4th, so it should be a fun and exciting day. So, we are gonna get started off um, unique a little bit. So we're going to you know, turn our podcast into uh, an interview with Laura. So today, Laura is gonna be joining us as our guest. So Laura Brandeo launched AFR Wholesale in 2007 and now serves AFR as the president and the only female partner. Laura is the chairwoman uh, with vision uh, for success, or women with vision, I'm sorry, a NAMBA board member and the chair of NAMBA's Visionary Program. She's also a New Jersey Mortgage Bankers Association board member and the chair of the New Jersey MBA Women's Committee. you got a lot going on.
1: <laughs> a lot happening here, All much. right. Well, a lot of leadership.
0: <laughs> obviously. <laughs> All right. Well, your recent honors include the 2021 10 Most Influential Businesswoman to Follow, 2021 Most Empowering Women by Business Fame Magazine, and 20 Most Successful Business Women to Watch by Insight Success, a two time women vision winner, a top 100 people in finance, and a New Jersey Biz best 50 women in business. In 2021, Laura released her first book, Say Yes Every Day, and is currently working on her follow up book that will be released October 2021. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It is a big day. So excited to be kicking this off and interesting to kind of turn the tables to where I am the guest today.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, we will start you off with a big question. So tell us, what are your three key pillars to leadership?
1: Absolutely. And you know, every time that we hear the answer to this question, it always makes me realize how many different ways to approach leadership. But I believe that leadership starts with social intelligence. It's creating and sharing a vision to be able to lead others through what you want to accomplish and through change. I am a very, very big believer in OKRs, which is objectives and key results. I believe that it is very powerful to express the goals in which you are looking to achieve, but then bringing it down to an individual level so that everyone on your team understands what they need to do in order to play into that ultimate goal, because a lot of times we come with this master plan. But if you do not break it down into how every task and how every day that person is contributing towards that goal, they'll never be able to connect that. So number one is setting that vision for whatever it is that you are leading. So that's one. Number two is your interpersonal skills. I really believe that emotional intelligence, being a good coach, and being trustworthy where you are kind of setting the example, that would be number two. I will never, ever ask anyone to work harder or more than myself. There will never be a time that I would ask someone to do something that I would not be willing to roll up my sleeves, get right there with them, and do it alongside of them. And the third thing is I never am finished learning. I continue to push myself out of my comfort zone by saying yes every day and continuing to learn new things. There will always be more effective ways to do things. There will always be smarter, more efficient ways to accomplish things, and I never will be finished in honing in on my craft, learning better and more effective ways, and challenging myself to be that leader because I need to listen, learn, and adapt continually in order for me to set that example for anyone that I am leading.
0: Absolutely. Those are great ones. So it's, uh, you know, like you said, when we sit down with all the other guests and we start listening, and it's like, you know, everybody shares their top three. And it's like, oh, that's good. They're <laughs> you know, all it's, excellent. They're all excellent ideas. It's like, well, that's, that's too many great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Um, I like what you said about being objective and, you know, showing people this is what will happen if you do what we say to do, right? I mean, if you have a goal, your goal is X, you can't just say, Here's your goal, go get it. You have to have a plan, you have to have direction and you have to check in with people every day and say, Okay, you've reached A, you've reached B, you reached C, you know, you're getting closer to X or else the execution will never will never happen.
1: Exactly. And it's very interesting, Mitch. You know, they say that when you're setting those objective and key results, you should never ever give anyone more than about five. Because a lot of times if you make things too complicated, people lose focus and they can't say this is very clear. So let's let's take an example of I hire someone to sit at the front desk of my company. You know, seems like, okay, that's Alright, easy enough, right? No, extremely complicated because I need to explain to that person how they greet that person coming to the office, how they answer that phone, how they ask the right questions to make sure that they get to the right department, all of these things are vital to the success of my company. It is not just picking up the phone and saying the company name and then transferring, not at all. But when you break it down and you give them the rationale behind the importance of each of those things, they embrace it. They understand why it's so vital to not only say the company name, but to also then have maybe their company culture tied into that. So by doing all of those things, you're actually actually tying into the full vision of the company.
0: Yeah, and the, the the people at the front desk, like you said, it's not just a simple task. It's that they are the face and the voice and the imper- first impression of your company. You know, if I call somewhere and you know I get a busy signal, not good. <laughs> you know, if I call a business, there's a busy signal, or if I call a business and they're like, you know, rude, please hold. You know you know, that kind of stuff, obviously that affects your business. And if you don't show them how to do that properly, that can have a negative impact, you know, quickly.
1: Absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a great video that I would recommend people to watch on YouTube and it's called give them the pickle. Okay. So Uh kind of funny, right? So it's like, What is give them the pickle? Well, many years ago, an MI company actually said, we'd like to come to your office and we'd like to teach you give them the pickle. I swear to God, we were were laughing hysterical going, what did we just sign up for? Well, the story is there's a gentleman, an older gentleman that has since passed, but he owned an ice cream shop. And at this ice cream shop, it was the local community and all the kids would come there after baseball practice and soccer practice with their families. And one time, one of the customers went up to one of the employees and said, can I have an extra pickle with my hamburger? And the person said, I'm sorry, sir, That will be 99 cents for the extra pickle. Well, that customer was very upset. He felt, wow, you don't value me that you're going to charge me another 99 cents. I come here every Saturday with my family and bring a whole soccer team with me, you know, and I'm here in the community and I can't get a pickle. Well, this owner said, as leaders, We need to pay attention to things like that. And we need to realize what does it really cost us to give the pickle? We should be happy to give him him three pickles because at the end of the day, he's going to go around. He's going to tell everybody else about how he got his three pickles. And then the next time the the baseball team and the soccer team need to go somewhere, they're not thinking of going somewhere else. They're coming back to you. That's what leaders do. Leaders empower their teams to make those decisions to give that pickle not even a second thought not about oh should i charge them 99 cents it's sir absolutely how many pickles would you like because going to them go on social media and speak about how he got those pickles. He's going to speak about how happy those kids are getting that ice cream after their hamburger. And that's what we need to pay attention to as leaders. It's not just giving the task, it's then watching the results and measuring what is happening on a day-to-day basis so that we make sure those customers are getting their pickles.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's the difference between management and leadership. So, you know, manager thinks, okay, that pickle costs us uh, 25 cents. So if we give out an extra, we got to charge them 50. You know, that's management style. You know, but back to leadership style, like you said, it's give them the pickle and it creates an experience. It creates a happy customer. They come back for the sandwich that costs seven bucks and the ice cream and everything else.
1: Exactly. That's yeah. right.
0: And a lot of places fail at that. I see a lot of places, even... You know, obviously when you go to McDonald's or something like that, they're like, oh, you want extra sweet and sour? It's, you know, 25 cents. Or you want extra mayonnaise on your sandwich? That's 35 cents. But, you know, understandable there because they're managing a business, um, a big business. But when you're talking about a local mama pop, I've been seeing that. You know, you get a taco pizza and you're like, can I get extra sour cream? And they're like, oh, it's 25 cents a packet. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no.
1: And you, you remember can't. that, right? Yeah. Like, All of a sudden you think to yourself, Really? Really?
0: Right. I just gave right? you 20 bucks for a pizza and you're going to charge me for a packet that probably cost you 10 cents. <laughs>
1: right. And that's, you know, tie it into our industry, right? Okay. So when we are serving those families, when we are working with our referral partners, with our industry partners that we work with. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I had an, I'll give you an example. On Friday, we have a situation with a family, pregnant mom, um, having to close. And there was a situation with a final inspection. And here we are the end of the month. They don't have anywhere to live. We're in the middle of COVID. I mean, we've got all of this happening, right? But because I knew the AMC, I have a great relationship with the AMC. I have a great relationship with the originator. We were able to work something out to be able to bring that family home, even though I didn't actually have what I needed at that particular moment. There's a level of trust. There's a level of camaraderie that we know, we've got this everyone. I have this great relationship with the AMC partner. I have a great relationship with the originator. And of course, I want them to have a great relationship with me as a lender. All together, we brought that family home. And that again, is leadership.
0: Absolutely let's go let's go to number three so always learning and obviously you and I both uh, you know are are big proponents of this and you know always putting out stuff to help people learn and, and educate people and obviously you know that's what we want to do and that's what this is the events all about but let's let's go back a little bit to when you know you and I first met and let's talk about like you said just say yes and and how that all how that all began
1: Yes, that's actually really funny, right, Mitch? Now looking back, it seems like it was decades ago, almost. Right. And what what year was that? Was that 19?
0: Yeah, I think it was 19.
1: I think it was 19. Okay. So here, well, actually, why don't you start off with, with how we initially connected, and then I'll tell you kind of what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I know that when I originally connected with you, I was in the midst of starting to do these, I think it was a coaching corner, you know, in my group. And I thought, you know, I'm going to reach out to people that people know in the industry, people that can help bring value to my group, the Build Your Empire group. And I remember reaching out to you and saying, hey, Laura, how would you like to come on and just, you know, talk to my group and tell them, you know, about what's going on in the industry and how you can help them. And I remember that's, you know, kind of how it started. And you were probably like, who is this guy? (laughs)
1: Well, well, we have to back up. We have to back up a little bit. Okay, so if that was 2019. Now, you read in my bio that I started AFR Wholesale in 2007. Now, what you have to realize is from 2007 until 2018, I was the workhorse filled with grit and grind. In the office at 5.30 in the morning, I drive home at 6, jump back on my computer and service the West Coast till eight o'clock at night, okay? I was not on social media. No one knew me outside of my office. And then in 2018, it was the very first time I moderated a panel on stage at a mortgage conference. And once that happened, it started a ripple. That was my first time I ever went on social media, was in 2018. So no one knew me in the industry until that time. So now here you come along in 2019 and people were starting to know who I was because I was starting to be out on the mortgage conference, you know, trail circuit. out there, the circuit. There you go, the circuit. So there are now people are knowing me. But when you reached out to me and you asked me to do a Facebook live, you might as well have said, "Laura, I'm going to put you in a rocket and we're going to send you to the moon and you'll be able to explore out there." You might as well have said the same thing in my mind it was the same thing well i remember going what am i doing like here i am i'm a mortgage executive i'm not comfortable doing things like this and then i asked myself well why why am i doing this and my question can my answer came back from my question of because i'm a lifelong learner and how can i relate to the originators or the partners that are out there that we're telling them you have to get comfortable with social media, you have to be comfortable with video, you have to get out there and not worry about what you look like or how you sound, you have to do this. But what am I, a hypocrite?
0: Right. Am I
1: not someone that needs to get comfortable with video and audio and being doing Facebook lives? No, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm a lifelong learner and a leader, and I will never ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't. So I said yes to you. And I was very, very, very concerned about doing it. Obviously, we did it. It's long in the history books. But then I can remember, Mitch. I went, whenever I need to kind of get in my zen, or especially when I'm writing speeches, I love to go get a pedicure. There's something about kind of being in one spot that I can't move, right? I can't walk around. I can't get out of the (laughs) chair. I'm, I'm stuck there. It gets me into a very good creative mode. So I remember I was getting a pedicure and I was writing a speech for some event and I got this idea in my head. And I said, I know. What is a way that I can hold myself accountable to do something on social media every single week where I can't get out of it? I can't convince myself I'm too busy. I can't make myself come up with some reasoning. And I messaged you and said, what are your thoughts if I do a Monday motivation video? Right. And you said, sounds good. Put it on Build Your Empire. I'll, absolutely, that would be great. Now Mitch, the reason why I did that is I made it deliberate to be filmed and, and recorded and put up on Monday because I couldn't get out of it. Right. I actually state the date in every one of those videos, so I can't film them ahead of time. I hold myself accountable that that is now a staple in my routine no matter what is going on in my life, I film one of those on the weekend because how can I tell other people, you are in the mortgage and real estate industry and you need to be on social media if i didn't do it
0: right and that goes to your number two you know setting example and and you know like i said not asking people to do anything that you wouldn't do so i want to go back and try to find that video now (laughs) goodness i
1: don't know i don't know man
0: see see how that's aged and uh see see what it looked like it's always funny to go back and see that stuff as you know People have to understand when you start out, you're not going to be good. (laughs) You know, everybody thinks that, oh, I watch these people do these lives and they're so awesome. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. Well, they didn't do that either. It's it takes time and it takes practice. And, you know, back to your point of you saying, you know, you never done a Facebook live. You know, we had Steve Sims on the podcast. And when I asked him, he was like, do you know what I do? (laughs) He's like, I don't do video you know, virtual events. He's like, I go on the stage as a, you know, a closer. <laughs> that's what I do, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, everybody likes to do different things once in a while. So, you know, that's what led to him doing my first event too, was he was like, you're nuts, you know? Like, I don't do that. And then pretty soon he came back and he was like, you know what, let's do it. Let's just, let's just give him it a shot. And, you know, back to what you said, say yes. No, but, but
1: Mitch, kudos to you that number one, even even tying back to me, you weren't afraid to reach out to me. You weren't afraid to say, hey, okay, here's someone at that time I was more known in the industry. You're like, okay, I need some credibility. I need some people that are known in the industry where I can bring them into my group you weren't afraid to reach out. You were, I remember saying, how do you even do a Facebook Live? Like I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, like I do, like do I click live? Like what, what is that? Right? I like that. You is, saying that. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, okay, what do I do? So that's where it starts, everyone. That's where it starts is having that mindset of being a lifelong learner. Getting, how about this? Get over yourself because so many times we hear going well maybe i'll look dumb maybe i won't know what to do maybe i'll you know people will say what is she thinking well you know what you know what they're thinking wow that lady's got some guts going in there and and being open to share and being honest and trusting that everything would be okay and you know what guys life happens Sometimes things aren't perfect. Sometimes a tornado comes through. You lose your internet. Some, you know, the light falls down behind you. It's okay.
0: We've it's even had an, like- event. We've had an event where the lady had an earthquake in the middle of her presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've had uh, lightning strikes take out the internet during our events. So it, it uh, definitely can happen. And, you know, even before this, I do this a few times a week now. And even before this, you know, you get nervous. You're like, okay, how do we do this? <laughs> you know, what's going to, we got to get going. So it's all about getting started. And people have to understand that their first few videos are not going to be good. Their first few podcasts probably aren't going to be good. You know, any, anything you do and you start, it's it's going to take time to build up and get better at what you do.
1: But I'm going to give you a secret. Okay. This is my philosophy of life. Okay, here's my whole philosophy of life, and it ties to leadership. I believe that when you do something with the thought of someone else in mind, you can do anything. And I'm even going to tie this into being a woman. You know, they, you've heard the stories of, of literally women having this monumental strength when it comes to protecting their children. Okay. Whether it's an animal or whether it's a, a human mom, right? We literally could probably lift a car if our child was being hurt in a way, right? Right. If you need a way to motivate yourself, to lead yourself through, just put someone else first. Think of how putting yourself in that situation or being able to present something or being able to post something that if you just affect one person positively you will get over yourself because i'm telling you our own mind is the worst enemy we second guess we we try to overanalyze things and as part of being a leader you just put other people first and you will always win don't second guess yourself
0: absolutely and i think uh you know people don't understand you may not have a large presence on you know social media when you first begin and you may not have people comment you may not have people you know like your stuff but there are people watching you know there are people watching from the shadows that the one thing you say today could have a profound effect on their life it could save their life you don't know you know, what their mental state is or what they're going through. But you say something that happened to you 10 years ago and it could click with them and be like, well, they've overcome that. I can overcome that. Um, you know, so it's important to get on and do video, share, you know, about yourself, share about your family, share about your experiences. And, you know, don't be just a business person when you're online.
1: No. And the whole thing about leading, it starts with you. You and, and who was our guest that spoke about that about leading yourself? Is a which which podcast guest was that that we just recently spoke to? And, and he spoke about how it starts with leading yourself. Yes, yeah, it was Nate. That, <laughs> it yeah, was Nate. Nate yes, yep. Nate actually spoke about it. Hopefully, he will share that with us today and yes. go deeper into that because it really does start with you and leadership. Listen, again, you're going to take little bits and pieces from everyone, right? You're going, there's, you never stop learning new ways. There is no wrong way of leading yourself or leading others. It's really just being open to absorbing and continuing to learn and be able to care about someone else enough to put them first. Because leadership, again, it's never about you. It's very, you have to believe in their growth, their success, and their happiness over anything to do with you.
0: And one thing I learned is don't be, don't think that every thought that you have to put out has to be an original thought. True. Exactly. Share what you've learned from others. (laughs) You know, there's so many times I'm like, well, yeah, but somebody else already said that. Like, well, yeah, but. You you learn what from other people. No one, you know, not everybody has original <laughs> thoughts every day. Um, you know, I'm sure Gary V doesn't share every day, you know, original thoughts um, you know, on everything that he does. It's stuff that he's learned from his mentors. And to be quite mentioned.
1: honest, in the world we live in today, with the internet and YouTube and having access to all of this information is there really any original thought I mean if you right. think about it right I mean we've all read so much and watched so much and listened to so much but it's okay because it's how you apply it it is not so much hearing it or seeing it I mean look it think and grow rich from Napoleon Hill he sat down with people like Carnegie and Rockefeller. I mean, this was at the beginning of, of the 20th century. Those things still apply today. Right. All of those lessons of the top you know, leaders within our United States back in the early 1900s, that applies today. There is nothing that they did that isn't the same as you can take those lessons and apply them right now
0: right absolutely and you know being <clears throat> doing the you know coaching corners and stuff that I did with you and others you know in the past has helped me learn you know different strategies and different things that you know follow so it goes back to always learning you know people that tune into my events once in a while probably learn a lot but the the advantage that I have is I'm at all of them <laughs> so I get to learn from and uh, hear from you know the best in the business and you know my goal is to obviously share that you know with everybody as well so
1: yeah and you know that's a good point too mitch i personally believe that everyone in our industry should have their own podcast everyone i don't care who you are and the reason why is i mean if i was an originator or if i was a real estate agent i would be out there with my entire community i would be interviewing the guy with the give him the pickle you right. know i would be like sir I need to interview you because I want to hear about your local ice cream shop and how all the kids come there after baseball and soccer and your philosophy on give them the pickle. Do you know what kind of connection you are going to make with that community to be known as the person that has this local podcast that not only is going to give some advice about real estate and mortgage, depending on who you are, you're also spotlighting the local community and everyone wants to feel special. It's yep. one of the six basic needs as a human. One of them is feeling significant and right. feeling worthy. Everyone should have a podcast.
0: Yeah, and and everybody that you interview has a story. You know, that's a that's, different one. Right, a different everybody has a different story, everybody has a different upbringing. You know, that's the the part that I like most about what I do is hearing, you know, where people come from. You know, like we we talked about Tim Davis, who's going to be on later as well. You know, he grew up in the projects and now he's the national, you know, leader of coaching for movement mortgage, you know? So that's what I like about it. So when you are, like you said, you are a local person, you go to the vape shop, you go mm-hmm. to the local diner, you go to the cupcake maker, you go yeah. to the florist and you just interview them, hear who they are and the, the residents of your area are going to connect to that person more. It's going to help their business. And then they're going to be like, oh, who's this guy that's introduced me to them? And when they need help with the house or loan, they're going to come to you. So, yeah, that's an excellent point. And I I do know there are people out there that I've seen do that more on the video side. Um, and maybe not as consistent as you should. <laughs> but, you know, once a week, go out there and interview someone in your city, you know, a, a local florist or, You know, somebody learn how they got in the business, you know, how long they've been doing it, you know, what's, what's, you know, working for them and, and uh, introduce everybody to them.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, there's a great book. I had this gentleman on, on my previous podcast, Matt Johnson, and he's in the mortgage industry and his book is called Micro Famous. I highly recommend this book. Okay. Very, very interesting concept that he believes That we all, none of us need to be, quote, famous. We don't need to be known in the entire world. But you know what we do need to be known in? Our community that we're serving. For me, maybe that community is the broker community, right? I need to be known in the broker community. I'm a wholesale lender. If I was a real estate agent in Scottsdale, Arizona, I better be known in Scottsdale, Arizona as Laura Brande was the best realtor in this area. You need to be micro-famous in whatever community you serve. Everyone should know who you are, what you do, what you're known for, and why you're different. And if you can do that, you will have plenty of business. And that goes back to that podcast again. If you are someone serving a local community, you should be spotlighting, like you said, the florist shop, the diner, the, you know, any of those things, you should be putting them first. And when it's time for someone to think of, who do I call for real estate or mortgage? Oh, I know this person
0: yeah, right and i was just uh talking to uh, kyle draper on my you know mondays are for marketing um and he said referral doesn't have to be from a customer that's right a referral just has to be from somebody that knows you if you make it so the whole entire community knows you then the referrals are going to come in a lot quicker <laughs> because when john says to his friend joe hey I'm getting ready to buy a house. You know, I'm looking for a new house. He's gonna be like, oh, you know what? You should connect with Laura. She's an amazing realtor right here in our community. You know, he may not have used you.
1: Right, but that's micro-thesis because at the top of their mind, they're thinking, oh, realtor, I know. You know, I hear this person. I connect with this person. I, I can feel this person's passion for right. our community i know this person cares about taking a, care of us
0: and there's a connection and a joy that people get you know from connecting people and people enjoy connecting you with others that they know it's just Absolutely. like you know when people set up blind dates you know they're like you know someone's been together and they get married six years later They're like "Ooh, i introduced them <laughs> you know like you feel like yes you know i did something good so it's the same thing. You introduce your friend to a realtor that's your friend and they buy a house. Then you're like, yes, you yes, know, I did good in the world.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, and,
0: they, and they got the job done.
1: You know, it's interesting. I just had something like that happen where I had a young lady that I've never worked with this young lady. She, we just know each other from one way of the industry. And she recently was, she made a change. She actually left her current position and she reached out to me to say, Laura, I respect you in our industry. If you know of a place that is looking for something with my need, I would love the connection. Well, I actually connected her to someone that I trust that I believe would be a good fit. And you're correct, Mitch. For me, I'm thinking, oh, I did good. I helped someone. And then from her, she's like, look at that. I did reach out to the right person that cared enough to connect. And the other person, of course, was like, they thought of me. Right. So, right so all three people
0: Everybody. felt good about that. Everybody feels good about that, and that's you know kind of what I do. That's kind of what you know my thing in the industry is the the connector. You know I want to be the connector. If you have a question about this, if I don't know the answer, I know someone I can introduce you to that does. <laughs> and you know same thing with like you said, she reached out to you because she trusted you. And you introduced her to somebody that you trusted
1: that's right, and
0: you made a connection, and so there's no reason that people can't do that in their local community, and there's you know by doing the podcasts or even if it's just, you know think about it like this a florist a local florist they don't have the money to do you know a lot of Facebook ads, probably they definitely don't have the money to do a commercial on the local you know TV station, so you go into them and being like, "Hey, I want to interview you and tell." everybody I know about your business, then they're going to remember you. Even if you don't reach anyone else, you reach them. And when they know somebody that wants to buy a house or needs a mortgage loan, they're going to refer you because you made a difference and you reached out and made a difference for them.
1: Right, and you're right. All of those, that word connection, I again think that ties into leadership because again, when you feel that confident in giving back to someone else. This goes back again to that wanting to help someone else. Taking the time to connect people and taking the time to understand how others can all win, right? Because that's what it's about. Again, being a leader, the most important part of being the leader, it's not about you. It's not at all. People think that, oh, the leaders get all the credit. as an effective leader you actually have to not put yourself first you have to think of everyone else but by putting other people first you actually win
0: right and i think what you get from being a leader is you don't get all the the glitz and glory that people think a leader leadership is i think you get the feeling of happiness from making others better and connecting people and you know if you're leading a team and you give them that objective and they they achieve that objective and get the results you know you feel good because you led them to that they feel good because you led them to that so it's the same thing you like you said back to connecting people there is you know 99 percent of the time there's nothing in it for the connector no the, the winners are the person that the out and the other end. So the person in the middle, most of the time, there's nothing for that person, you know, except for the feeling of, hey, you know, I did good here and uh, helped these two people connect and, and take care of whatever it was they were looking for.
1: That's exactly and, you know, right.
0: I've done that. I've had a you know, guy reach out to me that was a, you know, a broker and he's like, hey, do you know anybody in your area that's a real estate agent that would be good you know, for somebody that we have out in, in California that's looking for a house in Iowa. And I'm like, absolutely, you know, actually my best friend since kindergarten is a realtor in Iowa city, you know, so I connected them and he they got the job done. So it was just nice to be able to say, you know, I can help you actually. <laughs> so here's here's who you need to speak to and you know, it worked out well in everybody's case. So there's there's big time advantages for everybody involved in the connection. And like you said, it goes back to leadership. It's leading regardless of where you're at or what stage you're at, you know, in your career.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know that, you know, there's so many different videos and books where they say you could look in a room full of people and you could pick out the leader without them even saying anything, right? right and it's mainly because and it's not even about the confidence it's not even necessarily about the statue it's about that person not being about themselves you have to know going in that your biggest concerns are taking care of the overall group and the overall success of whatever it is that's occurring at that moment when you can give of yourself with no expectation of something coming back to you, congratulations, you're a leader.
0: Right, absolutely. All right, well, let's talk about you know setting an example. So you know, tell us a little bit about how you lead AFR, like you said, with, with your arm sleeves rolled up and, and getting in the, the dirty grit and, and making things happen.
1: Yes, I mean, that's always been my philosophy of like I, I said early on, I believe that no one that has ever worked for me ever said, oh, that woman's got the cushy job and and she doesn't have to work hard or she doesn't have to. No one would ever say that about me. Most people will say, I cannot believe how much that woman works. I will never be. I don't want my team to ever outwork me because I believe that I'm setting that example of being the first in. And being there, if it's a weekend, if it's a holiday, it doesn't matter. If someone needs my help, I will answer anyone that ever reaches out to me. Uh, Believe me, many a time, Facebook messages, LinkedIn messages, instant messages, text messages, it doesn't matter. If someone needs my help, then I need to be there for them. And my team knows, I am very much a family setting, so I believe that we are in this together. We praise in public and we coach in private. Everyone knows that all I want is to lift you up. I will tell you if something was not done the way I maybe would have expected. But that, of course, would be a private coaching session. We need to work through whatever it is so that they know for the next time. But it is never, ever, ever communicated outside of that core group. So no one else knows about it. I'm very, very um, big believer of that. You know, I've seen in the past some people um, don't do that. They they call out in an environment, in an open environment. I am not for that at all. You praise, praise, praise to the hills and screaming from the rooftop. But you coach in private. And any of those conversations needs to be, you know, unique to that situation, but believe in them so much that you want them to go farther and be better than they ever think they can do themselves
0: yeah, and that's a great point praise, praise, praise in public um you know I've always been in the call center sales environment you know my whole career, and it's you know those are the moments people appreciate, but let's go to the opposite side of things where First of all, you call people out in public, (laughs) that, that creates animosity, Um, you know, sitting in your uh, glass office and, you know, not doing the work that, you know, that is a leader who creates animosity from, you know, it's from their people. And, you know, I think I told you the story a long time ago, I worked at a company and they hired a new, you know, CFO and he was a forensic accountant. And he pulled in every day in his Maserati and parked in the front parking spot that was reserved for him in front of the front doors of the company where everybody that worked there had to walk by. And then every day he preached how we had to cut back on costs. Oh. We had to cut back on commissions. We had to cut back on staffing, you know, and there was going to be changes to be made, but that's not that's not leadership. No.
1: And, you know, let me give you the flip side of that. So let me give you a flip side. And I'm trying to think of who wrote the, who told this story. It could have been Tony Robbins. So there is a story of how people feel about great leaders. Okay. People have no problem with, when they stand behind their leader, they have no problem with you having that first spot in the parking lot because they actually feel they want you. To have that because they have a high regard and respect for you now you use the opposite right the person that is kind of shoving it in your face and kind of saying hey you know I'm the exception right you're you have to follow my rules and I'm the exception
0: and what people read from that was what people read from that guy was they paid this new guy a lot of money and now you have to there, find the salary. And now he has to start cutting money to pay and, for his own salary. <laughs> no,
1: but it's so interesting that when you love your, the person that you work for, like the coach, all right, you can upgrade right. all of this to the same of a successful winning team that you're part of, right? Right. You want that person to have the prestige. You want that person to be in that position because you recognize and you celebrate. But you're correct on the flip side of that that causes animosity and resentment. And that is where you start going into a hostile environment. And there's another example. As a leader, remember we spoke about the give him the pickle. The same thing, if you start to see your culture going sideways because maybe you have an maybe you hired that CFO and you you thought The CFO is going to come in and be able to pick up efficiencies and be able to have more allocation so we can have a big bonus at the end of the year. But instead, he approached this not in a good way. You as the leader, you better cut that cancer out real quick. Otherwise, you're going to lose all your good people.
0: Right. Yep. That's exactly right. And that's that's exactly what happened. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's exactly what happened. People, people began, you know, to have animosity towards, you know, him, and then towards leadership that was below him. You know, why aren't you doing anything about this? Why is this guy doing this? You know, these are our paychecks that he's affecting while he's driving his Maserati into the, you know, parking spot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everybody can see. And, you know, yeah, like you said, that's, that's exactly what happens. You, you give off the wrong vibes and it doesn't take long to no. take something that's great and you think you're making a minor tweak and then it sinks.
1: That's correct. <laughs> and it can happen very quickly. Yeah, so that fixed. goes back again of you have to always be watching. You have to always continue to work closely with your middle management and managers. And that's another thing. Yes. I've risen through the ranks and yes, I'm the president and partner of the company, but I don't care what your title ever is. You pick up that phone and you call anyone at any time and just ask them how their day is going. Just have a conversation with them. Don't ever think you are any better or more important, because honestly, they're probably more important than you are because those are the people that are servicing your clients and taking care of all of
0: that. And and I say that in the reverse. Don't be afraid to reach out to people that you think are better than you.
1: (laughs) Exactly, both ways, right? right. It's
0: gotta go both ways. Both ways. we're, We're all humans and you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people. You know, I wouldn't be where I'm at doing what we're doing today if I didn't reach out to you or if I didn't reach out to the Steve Sims or you know, anybody that's on this, you know, this event today. You know, that's I reached great. out to all these people individually at some point in my career and, you know, brought us to where we're at. So I think Absolutely. that's a, a great point. So, well, this has been fun having you on the other end of the microphone. This
1: is great. It's, uh, it was very enjoyable for us to be able to speak about leadership and kick this off. It's, you know, what an amazing event and you're going to have an awesome day.